Hey guys, it's Audio D, and let's talk about Gargoyles. I need to take a second to express my just pure love. Gargoyles is my is my forever fandom, first of all. Let me just get that out the way right the hell now. First episode is called Awakening. Let's just get into it before I sit here, and I can I can just gush about Gargoyles all goddamn day, and that's why I'm doing this, right? So I can do that. The show starts off with in New York City. Again, something I'm very familiar with, New York City. I've lived here for my whole life. As a kid, when I was watching this, I was like, holy shit, I know where that is. I've been there, I've been there. This is one of the things that hooked me. Besides, giant fucking monsters. That also hooked me. I was a huge fan, huge fan of monsters, you guys. They're showing this building getting attacked. I'm like, I've never seen that place before. It's a new, it's a, it's a construction of the show. But there are buildings that if you combine them, create that building. Chunks of rock and I-beams start fucking raining from the sky. And it's not normal for I-beams to rain from the sky. Rocks, yeah, that happens. Buildings fucking fall apart all the time. Cranes fall through stuff. I think we had two cranes in the past, what, 10 years that just collapsed and shit. There's a cop. His name is Officer Morgan. He's awesome. I love him. He shares a voice actor with Goliath, obviously. Some chick rolls up. Her name is Elisa. And she tells him, hey, I'm, an, I'm a detective. We learn later on in the show that Elisa and Morgan work in the same precinct. Why does she have to introduce herself to him? And why does she have to flash her badge at him? He should see her all the time, right? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a detective, I'm not a cop, but I've watched enough detective and cop dramas to know that they kind of all work in the same place. I mean, just basing this off of Grimm, Wu, the uniformed cop, is totally cool and familiar with Nick, who is a detective, who works in the same precinct as him. So I, I find it odd that Elisa had to tell him, hey, I'm Elisa Moss, but I guess this is just, this is a way of introducing this girl to the audience. There's gargoyle fight music happening with the score in gargoyles is fantastic and this awesome badass gargoyle fighting music is playing elisa's like what the hell's going on up there so there's a big chunk of rock with some claw marks in it and elisa looks at it and goes what can make claw marks in solid stone the thing about this is it something similar happens in sleepy hollow a lot of people compare sleepy hollow to gargoyles because of you know you got a person from the past that's kind of wakes up in the future and he doesn't understand the present and he's like what sorcery is this you know that's the whole po- his whole character uh ichabod crane is what sorcery is this so they compare it a lot to gargoyles and something hap- similar happened claw marks in stone how could that happen and she makes a similar remark she's a detective very gargoylesy elisa tells everybody to step back before they end up street pizza and i'm like oh street pizza we flash back to scotland 994 and i'm like whoa that's exactly a thousand years ago the animation here is awesome there's a scene where vikings are attacking a castle and some gargoyles wake up by waking up they shat they break out of their stone confines and start fucking shit up the animation for that was so difficult for the disney studios that they had to send it to japan like they outsourced the animation on this show to japan so so does that make this an anime i have the same question about korra it's animated by i think it's animated i think studio mirror is japanese is that an anime does that i don't understand what qualifies stuff as an anime but then again this is the circle of animation right you know the japanese got inspired by disney started animating stuff they have anime then we started emulating anime it's even smaller of a circle because it's like disney inspired the japanese so japanese are animating for disney the anime is just japanese for cartoons you guys because i'm tired of these people going it's not a cartoon it's an anime it's way more sophisticated it's the same thing you translate it it's the same thing rolls by any other name is still as kawaii hakon who is the head viking takes a sword to goliath who is the main gigantic gargoyle he grabs the sword and he starts bleeding i freak out because holy shit there's blood in a disney cartoon on a friday afternoon are you kidding me on friday afternoon we have blood in disney car this my mind is being blown all over the place at this point i'm only eight years old watching this it doesn't hit me as hard as it does as an adult which is something that i'm always kind of harping about like or laying dragon ball z and, Vig- and goku got punched in his nose now it's bleeding that's just the cause and effect that's not super gratuitous violence to me like because at that point 
you know, I've seen more gore in Halloween movies and in Friday the 13th movies. These, this is not doing anything to me. Also, but I guess now, um, violence is kind of more subdued in our culture now. We don't have as many slasher movies or anything like that. But I mean, this is a generation that's seen Saw 1 through like 13. So having somebody get cut open by a sword realistically and bleed a little bit shouldn't be a big deal. Um, right now, me and my 12-year-old little sister are watching Full Alchemist Brotherhood. So as long as you have responsible adults there to talk to and explain things to kids. But Hakon sees Dive bleed and pretty much says, if he bleeds, we can kill it. We get introduced to the trio who wake up and is like, let's have some fun. The trio is this little green gargoyle who looks like a goblin, this big red gargoyle with long flowing white uh, locks with a beak, and this chubby gargoyle who who's just this that's it that's his that's his character he's fat the gargoyles are defeating their enemies by doing a lot of disney throwing them from high places so they die i mean that's a standard gargoyle way of defending yourself i mean they're gargoyles they can lift you to high places and drop you we get introduced to Zamona, gets to jump on hakon and her introduction is so cool it's so it's animated gift worthy if there's no animated gift of it yet i think my heart's gonna break a little bit she's in the shadow she's like a complete silhouette and then she just turns around her eyes are glowing red she just extends her wings and just fucking roars at the dude. And the dude pisses himself practically because he's in between gargoyle and another gargoyle. And then Goliath shows up and goes, oh, I've seen you met the dog and you've met Demona. That's, the gargoyles have dogs. They're called gargoyle beasts, actually. But hey, and Goliath picks up Hakon, throws him in a haystack and says, just get the fuck out of here. Come on. Um, giving somebody a chance like that is a bad idea, in my opinion. This is very uh, like The Walking Dead. Like, oh, governor, get out of here, governor. We scared him off. We won. Nope. They always come back. Just like the governor come back this season. They always come back. Hakon says that. Princess Catherine, I think that's her name, and her, and her Megus, who's her, like, wizard, are all chilling out, having dinner, and making merry, and making fun of the gargoyles, and making fun of the captain of the guard, because, and they start calling him the captain of the gargoyles, because he, this guy is pretty much a kindred spirit, is what they call them, humans that are cool with gargoyles. He's really cool with them, and he doesn't like the way they're being treated by the humans. They get, Goliath and Demona get brought to the, the hall to be pretty much acknowledged for their bravery, and I, I and I commend Hakon for this, and, Catherine's like, you brought beasts in the dining hall? And there's a dog on the, like, right, like, two, two feet from them. He's like, no, they want us to be acknowledged. Goliath bows to her and pretty much, and then just leaves, like, fuck it. And Demona gets fucking pissed when they leave. Like, did you see the way they treat us? They treat us like garbage after we save their asses. I think we should kill them. I think we should kill them. Take the castle for ourselves. It should be ours. We were here first. Fuck them. I hate these humans. And Goliath turns her quickly on, off that idea by going, people fear do what they don't understand. And at this point, truly, Goliath takes the role of Professor Xavier. Like, he believes the human, the gargoyles, to live in peace, whatever. If they don't like us, eh, too bad. And Demona clearly right here takes the stance of Magneto of, these humans all have to be destroyed because if they if we don't destroy them, they'll destroy us first. What happens is somebody's a cloaked figure goes and talks to Hakon during the day and says, Hey, I'm gonna get you into the castle, yo. And Hakon's like, Oh yeah. So what happens is uh the next night, the captain tells Goliath, Take your gargoyles and leave. He this is the second time he's told him that he's gather all the gargoyles and leave. And Goliath is insistent on no, we have to protect the castle. His stubbornness in protecting the castle, this is not the first time it costs him gravely. Let's just let's just put it that way. That he just he needs to just learn to not he does, but god damn it, Goliath. Like, your stubbornness is a problem. Everybody's telling him to leave. Demona's telling him. The captain, Hudson. Uh, we don't know his name is Hudson yet, but he's the older gargoyle with the sword and the beard. He's like, look, we let's just go because this is no no good. And Goliath's like, no, we're going to protect the castle. So Goli Goliath says, we'll just scare him away. Believe me, look at me. And also we, we learned that the captain named him Goliath because he's gigantic. And the humans also don't really like that name. They're very, of course, they're very religious, right? Goliath, he's the villain of that piece. Why, why should we trust the guy named after the villain? But he's the only one with a name. Gargoyles don't have names. And um, this kid, Tom, asked the trio, Tom, this this little kid is enamored with the gargoyles. He thinks they're super cool. And wouldn't you at that age see these giant monsters fucking shit up and saving your life? Wouldn't you think they're cool as shit? 
Tom's mom doesn't doesn't feel that way though. She's she's like ugh. She looks very much like Mrs. Potts for me for um, Beauty and the Beast, and I think maybe that's done on purpose. There's a lot of Beauty and the Beast, and so Tom's asked them about their names, and he's like, "What do you call each other?" And Brooklyn has a great line. Brooklyn's the red one. He says, "Uh, friend." That's really fucking sweet, man. But uh, I, I really like the idea of them getting names later. It's really hard to keep up with them. I guess because I'm a human, I don't understand their ways. But it's better to keep up with them with names. Tom's mom is a jerk, and she's all like, "Get away from them, Tom. They're dangerous." So what happens is, you know what? The gargoyles go, you know, okay, we're going to be dangerous then. We'll scare the shit out of them. And Demona jumps down there because they start throwing stuff at the gargoyles. And Demona comes down there like to break it up. She's the ultimate mediator. And by mediator, I mean she says, fuck you humans, and joins them in spooking the humans. And the humans get scared. Goliath lands and goes, what the fuck is it? Stop causing problems. Stop starting shit. You know what? The trio of you young guys, go to the rookery. You're grounded. The rookery is pretty much where the where the eggs hatch. And he tells Demona, what the fuck? And Demona's like, no, the humans are jerks. I hate these humans. I'm kind of tired of dealing with their shit. Goliath goes, whatever, we'll be right back. You are in command while I'm gone. And Demona goes, all right, cool. And Goliath goes to try and ch- chase, scare Hakon and them away. They track them. Hudson's an amazing tracker. He's like, man, these tracks are kind of light. Goliath and Hudson were being led away from the castle on purpose. So Hakon and his group can attack it. And full force. Music for the sun starts playing. The sun has theme music. You know when the sun's rising when you hear this music. And it's, it's like a choir almost. It starts playing and then Goliath like goes, oh fuck, I hear it. Damn. And they turn the stone right then and there on a cliff. Castle is pretty much defenseless. Now the gargoyles are all stone. Hey, kind of attacks again. These dudes, the, the regular soldiers there can't defend themselves because their bowstrings were cut. They've been sabotaged. By whom? Oh, the captain. Captain, captain, help us. He goes, no, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not helping shit. It's very Lord Zuko and Katara. Like, I'll save you from the pirates. Captain betrays the castle. Hakon goes and starts, goes, okay, great. We've, we've got everybody prisoner. We got the loot. We're going to leave. Now it's time to destroy the gargoyle. The captain's like, no, not the gargoyles. You don't have to do this. Just leave and they'll be okay. And now he goes, no. In five minutes, they're going to wake up and kill us all. That's a bad idea. The captain's like, look, if you just leave, they won't follow you. They don't want, they don't care. Hakon destroys all the gargoyles, and he cries about it. And it's so sad to hear Keith David cry. Holy crap. But that's it. It's the end of the episode. Um, Of course, five out of five. Like, that's all the episodes. Actually, no. There's a few duds. A lot of duds. And don't even get me started on the Goliath Chronicles. I won't actually be getting started on the Goliath Chronicles. It's not canon anyway. That's it. Thanks for listening.